0: The last couple months have been challenging, but it's been a time of accelerated learning and dynamic change that has probably been a long time coming. And there's a lot we could talk about, but today on the podcast, I want to share what quarantine has taught us about youth ministry. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Ministry Leader Podcast, where every week we explore ministry practices to help leaders leverage their limited time for greater impact with young people. I'm your host. My name's Brian. Here we go. Get up, get up. So the strangeness of the year continues as some schools and sports activities and extracurriculars and some businesses are beginning to reopen, even while others are closing down again masks are being required in some states in some counties maybe they are where you are maybe not but the the strangeness of this year just continues and so we're not obviously in the clear yet and that means we have to continue to adjust and adapt our efforts and our youth ministry practices in the world that we live in so today i want to share just a few things that we've learned about youth ministry through quarantine so You know, we've spent some time at the front end of this quarantine COVID-19 situation that we've been dealing with and just kind of talking about what we're learning as we go, how things are shifting, how things are changing. We documented some of the changes we were experiencing at the time. And so now as we begin to re-engage, we're just looking back and trying to figure out what have we learned and how can it help us move forward. So these statements that I'm going to make today, some of the observations that I've made um, may not be true about you or where you serve, but I do believe them to be generally true based on trends in youth ministry that I've observed in the last four months or so, and conversations that I've been a part of with leaders in youth ministry across the country. So let's jump right into it. So the first thing that we've learned about youth ministry during this time of quarantine is that in-person face-to-face ministry is still super valuable. Now that's not a a major lesson, but that's something that we've always known, but in the absence of the face-to-face in-person kind of ministry that we're used to doing, we've recognized the value of it, maybe even higher than we had placed on it prior to this time of quarantine. So, What I mean by that is that maybe we got a little lax. Like we depended on some of our programming, we depended on some of our um, you know relationships with kids that we knew really well, and we've leaned into those, and maybe have neglected the the relationships we could have been building when we had opportunities to be in person and face to face with students. So the value of that um, has just increased, I believe, in the absence of it. So as we begin to reengage, let's let's not neglect the opportunities that we do have to engage face to face in person with young people. These in-person relationships really allow us to be close enough to model and trusted enough to challenge. And and I know we've talked about that a number of times on this podcast, but um, those are things that are hard to do from a distance. They're hard to do via social media and they're hard to do in a digital space. So continue to push into the the value of in-person, face-to-face relationships. Now, the second thing that I've observed and I think we've learned about youth ministry is that we've relied heavily on our programming to be the catalyst for building relationships. Now, let me just state that I do believe programs are valuable. I'm not discounting the need for programs. I'm not discounting the need for the the big Sunday night youth group or the Monday night campus life club or whatever it is that you do. There's still value in that. And it's still a catalyst for further relationships. I would argue that we can't stop with the programs. Programs are valuable in the sense that they get leaders in in the space that gets them connected with young people to further that relationship beyond the programming. So what I mean by that is this, that in a time when our programming was stripped from us, we saw a decline in general of engagement from both leaders and students. Now, obviously, there were extenuating circumstances that made it difficult and prevented much of this from happening. And this statement is not an indictment of any leaders or students specifically. It's more just an observation of how our ministries are set up. We've not had to think beyond those methods because they were at least moderately successful, right? So our programs have allowed us to build relationships from there, but in the absence of the ability to have in-person programming, our relationships we began to see suffer. Again, programs are good, but relationships must go beyond that. So the third thing that we've learned about youth ministry during this time of quarantine is that we have some really gifted and talented leaders serving on our teams. Now, this is both student, young leaders, and adult leaders who have not been empowered well. So there's a reason that you're serving on the team that you're serving on, because a leader saw something in you and invited you, recruited you, asked you to be a part of the ministry, or maybe you felt that you had something to contribute. You felt a call call on your life to participate in the youth ministry in which you serve, because you felt like you had something to contribute as well. And you do, you do. There's a reason that God's called you to this. There's a reason that you are needed in the space of youth ministry. Young people need adults who care about them, who love them, who are willing to walk alongside them. But maybe, just maybe, you've not been equipped or you've not been empowered well to really use your, your giftings and your talents to engage young people in relationships in the way that maybe God's called you to do. So here's what I mean by this. Uh, kind of going back to what we talked about before that maybe we've relied on our programs too much. And so this is the space where we model what relationships with young people look like and how we do it. And so maybe you were even handed a, a volunteer job description, which again, not necessarily a bad thing, but maybe we put our volunteers, we put you in a box and said, this is how we do youth ministry here. And. You may have gifts and talents that really don't fit into that box, but really could be leveraged in new ways. And we've seen that during this time of quarantine. We've seen leaders step up and begin to leverage their gifts and their talents in new ways that maybe we would not have otherwise been able to see or experience or maybe not even have opportunities to do. So the lesson here, I think, is that authentic Christ-sharing relationships can be built anywhere and doing almost anything. We've seen leaders do this in the kitchen as they just get together and bake cookies with kids or even online hosting online cooking classes for kids to tune into live and do some of the cooking with leaders. So again, that's another gift and a talent that maybe wouldn't have been used at a Sunday night youth group or a a Monday night campus life club, but it's being used now because we had opportunity to explore that. Or maybe it's working in the garage under the hood of a car. You're teaching a kid how to change his oil or tighten that belt. Um, Maybe you're gifted in, in mechanics. And so you're, you're working with young people who are interested in that and building authentic Christ sharing relationships there, or even out in the woods on the mountain biking trail, you know, you've got to practice social distancing and really on a mountain bike, you can't get any closer to anyone than six feet, or there's going to be bad stuff happening with crashes and people falling over and getting hurt. Uh, but on the mountain biking trail you can build authentic Christ-sharing relationships. And maybe that's not something that you've explored, but we've seen leaders begin to engage in these ways. And that brings me to the last observation, the last lesson that I'll, I'll make in this episode, is that there are opportunities for ministry engagement that we've already begun to implement just in four short months. They feel like long months, but it's only been four months. And there are opportunities for ministry engagement that we've begun to implement already That otherwise, if COVID didn't happen, if quarantine was never a thing that we may never have explored. Let me give you a few examples. There's been some special interest type groups that I just mentioned, the mountain biking, the the cooking and, and just the mechanics working in the garage kind of stuff. Those special interest type groups. Beyond those, we've begun to leverage technology and social media in new ways. Now, granted, it's not all been successful, and I'll be the first to admit that. We all know that when our youth ministries moved from in-person to online as fast as they needed to, that we made some mistakes. But, But the beauty of it is that we've been able to learn by trial and error because we had to we may not have taken any of these steps to engage online in the new ways that we are doing right now in ways that have been successful. If we didn't take steps and learn through trial and error and even through failure. So, Here's here's a few things that have happened. Our ministries have gone online quickly. We've moved primarily from using social media to promote our programs and events to actually leveraging social media to start conversations. There are health there's healthy dialogue happening online because we've learned to leverage social media differently than just, "Hey, registration for spring break is open. Register for camp now. Come Monday night to club." You know? That's those are the ways that we've Typically, and churches and youth ministries typically have leveraged social media, but we're discovering on a larger scale how to use social media to really engage in authentic conversation. The second thing is that some leaders are specifically training students who are, you know, students who are already social media savvy. How to use simple tools that maybe they weren't familiar with, tools like Adobe Spark Post and, and Canva to create thoughtful and engaging posts. For a more positive influence in their social media circles the the other thing that we've seen is there's, there's been an incredible surge in podcasting this year um so much so like i i was searching for a microphone i wanted to, to purchase a microphone for home use because i wanted to get into um, starting another podcast beyond this one the ministry leader podcast i wanted to start something else and i needed a microphone to use for home purposes and i couldn't find one Places were sold out of microphones and as quickly as they got new stock in the next day, I'd get online to order it and it was gone again already. And so there's been a, a surge in podcasting this year and we've had leaders kind of jump on that to leverage the voices of their students. I want to highlight one of those for you is there's there's a podcast one of our local leaders has started and it's called Dear Younger Me love me i'll post the link to that podcast in the show notes and i believe you can find it on just about any podcast platform it's something that's gaining some traction here locally and uh, maybe a resource that you can use so here's what it is the show's set up for recent high school graduates and alumni of this particular ministry to share their stories and and to offer advice to their younger selves so it's set up in a way that they're being interviewed, but it's like they're writing a letter. If you could write a letter to your younger self, what would it be? What would you include? What do you wish you knew then that you know now? And it's definitely worth the listen. Use it as a resource to share with your students and maybe it'll even inspire you to explore some similar opportunities with the students in your ministry and in your community. And so here's the thing. I'm curious if you've experienced any of these or all of these trends in the ministry in which you serve. And maybe there's some other things that you've learned about youth ministry through this quarantine that that I didn't mention in this episode. So I'd love for you to, to share your experience with us. Head over to our Facebook page, it's just The Ministry Leader Podcast, and leave us a message or drop us a comment in the post about this episode. What have you learned about youth ministry through quarantine? Yeah. Something we haven't really talked about in a while on this podcast is is how much we appreciate your reviews and your ratings of the show. We've continued to trend upward, which has been exciting with more people finding value in this content. And if that's you, if you found this podcast helpful and relevant to your ministry with young people, please let us know that by sharing a review and rating our podcast on whatever platform you're listening on right now. It only takes a second, but your feedback in those areas will help boost the visibility of this podcast for others who looking for just such a resource. So thanks in advance for those reviews and those ratings. Have a great week, everybody. Tune in next Monday for the next episode of the Ministry Leader Podcast. Get up, get up.